Hello and welcome to week seven of the Ranked Last Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Alec, joined as always by Sam and Wine. And today we welcome a special guest to the show, another member of the league. He is a man constantly in pain. It's Kevin Lick. All right, we'll start out as we always do with the recap, where we begin with the Wet Amys getting taken down by Curse of First, 128-103, to uh, an effort that was led on Thursday night by Leonard Fournette, 28 points, and Aaron Rodgers, 24 points, along with Diggs, almost 20 points. Another big win for John as he moves to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, this, this one didn't feel good. It's kind of sad to be down to 3-3, three and three, especially having a decent week, but not a great week. Um, would have been nice to play like, you know, Brian or Carson, who sucked, but that didn't happen, so here we are. Um, did anybody else have any thoughts on John moving to 3-3, three and three, top of his division here? He's starting to cook up. He, he's is... starting to, he, he ranked himself first, and ever since, he's undefeated. He is undefeated and on top of his division, so pretty yeah. strong. All right, we'll go right into the second matchup where we had the man himself, Extra Lamb Sauce, dropping 147 on Payne, who managed to put up 104. This was a bit of a late afternoon clobbering on Sunday. Sam, how do you feel about your boys, specifically Noah Fant? Uh, I mean, no offense, did okay. Um, but I would like to highlight C.D. Lamb saying goodbye to all the haters and that Patriot defender, whoever that guy was. Um, but I felt pretty good overall. Uh, it was really nice to see all the Instagram feeds of the fantasy things being just about C.D. and like no offense. So that was that was fun. But you know, I'll be humble. Take that, Kevin. You do uh-huh. sound humble. Kevin, how's how's pain doing? It uh, feels great, honestly. Never been better. Um, you know, it's not really the best situation. We had to start James Conner as a as one of your top two running backs. Um, also, there was a point where I thought I had a chance until the afternoon games, and then everything kind of fell apart. But up until that, I was actually optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at the graph, it was really, really close. And then all of a sudden, the afternoon games and it's just a huge spike by Sam. Yeah. Big sad. The Trevor Lawrence-Marvin Jones stack was pretty good in jolly old London to start out. That was that was how I woke up. I woke up to texting <laughs> me that the Marvin Jones stack was good, and I almost just went back to bed. I was so sad. Yeah, fair enough. Another big win for Tendy Man as he moves to two and four, defeating Milwaukee Unos one thirty six to ninety seven, putting a shellacking on the Milwaukee Unos. Wine, you got to be feeling good after this game. Oh, it felt so good. Good. I love the Rams. It was also nice. Like my entire team, other than Mark Ingram, who I had to pick up, scored in double digits. So it's nice to see that consistency. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had his like worst game of the year, so the combination of no Saquon and Tannehill having his worst game and still scoring my highest makes me feel very good. At least about that week. I don't know. Not not this week though. 
not feeling good about this. <laughs> well, you got to find ways to win. You definitely did that. Uh, if nobody else has any thoughts on the Tendy Man being two and four, then we can. Also, it did feel good to put a shawl acting on Michael. <laughs> Fuck you, Michael. I did it for Sam. Uh, yeah, the- I just want to say that I picked Michael to lose, and it happened. So there, there's <laughs> that. And I also like that Matt Prater was Jake's third highest scorer. Yeah. Wow. Matt Prater was banging in field goals. Wine was cheering for him all afternoon, so he had yeah. to. Yeah. And A.J. Brown looked better in the second half. After he shit out the Chipotle? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Is that is that just out of nowhere? Or? No, apparently he said he got food well, poisoning food from food. eating Chipotle and he lost eight pounds in like 48 hours. Oh my god. Yeah. That's why he was so fast. That's true. In the second half, he was just light on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we move on next to Mr. 6-0, Hugh Janus, dropping 150 on poor Autodraft Hertz, who managed to put up a decent week of 109 but not quite enough to beat the big, big points from Jonathan Taylor, Adam Thielen, and Josh Allen. Olsen just keeps finding a way. Is, uh, is he going to keep winning, or is someone going to be able to beat him here pretty soon? Yes. Uh, well, hopefully. He does play me week 14, so if he's 13-0, and no, he's losing there. There you go. That's the spirit. Well, he but, um, does have a lot of buys this week, as we'll talk yeah, about later. That was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Even had to drop Jarvis Landry, who he spent 24 WAB on and never played a single game. <laughs> yeah, Brew really thought that was a good decision, didn't he? <laughs> Brew was very impressed. Uh, yeah. And he stole the $5 from Sam on Monday night. He did. Well, you know what? I, I allow that Olsen gets the $5, because you know what? He'd do anything for $5. Oh, yeah. That is not incorrect. Uh, we move on to Hammer Time. Ended up being a pretty close game, thanks to Derrick Henry being the greatest fantasy player of all time through uh, six weeks, probably. And giving Brent a chance to almost come back if it would have gone to overtime or something, but managed to lose by a little over seven points. Um, still a good showing by Brent. I feel like his team's underrated still, and losing Kareem Hunt for the next four to six weeks is not great, though. Yeah, I wanted freaking Buffalo. I was so mad that they didn't kick the field goal. I wanted it to go to overtime and give Brent the chance. I wanted to see it happen so bad. Me too. <laughs> it would have been so funny. I thought something that was, like, really Brent's, like, his utmost confidence was that we were talking about like going crazy about Derrick Henry, and then Brent just goes like, "Another touchdown will do her." Like, like it's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just a fourth touchdown is all I need. Yeah, Brent's a math guy. He knew. Yeah, he's like Derrick Henry. Yup. Yup. <laughs> all right, another close game, but not a very impressive game. We had Babes <laughs> for Days with eighty-two points, and Brian with seventy-four points. Um, yeah, Miles Gaskin is definitely out to get Brian. Hates him with every bone in his body. Um, along with most of Brian's players, outside of his top scorer, Mike Gesicki. Hell yeah, Mike Gesicki. Olsen's gonna miss him. He, he really is. All Especially season long. now that Dawson Knox broke his hand. So, Gesicki's there. And- Freaking Carson getting lucky with the win this week. I mean, he was, if he faced anyone else, he would have lost. 
<laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Dawson Knox broke his hand. Dawson Knox did break his hand, I think. Oh, he fractured he? it. Oh. Wait, but he still threw the two point conversion. Yeah, he like. fractured it and then yeah. he threw the two point conversion and then he was done. <laughs> wow. That's phenomenal. He did better than Jones. True. Yeah, well, would have been nice if, you know, Payne or I got to play against one of these two and got a win, but not what happened. So here we are. But better luck next week. Nothing less, honestly. (laughs) All right, we'll get into another waiver wire segment. Probably pretty quick. We just had a couple, couple big pickups up top. Brian's able to spend and finally get somebody on his team after uh, being outbid a few a few weeks this season, but gets J.D. McKissick on his roster, probably be able to start him this week just with the number of targets that McKissick gets. I was sad I couldn't keep him on my roster, but I kind of needed to drop somebody last week and ended up being McKissick, so that's how it goes, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Big sad. Big sad. Poor Antonio Gibson. Kevin. And Kevin got a kicker. Or not a kicker. <laughs> Kevin also got a running back. Ernest Johnson, who plays tomorrow night. Yeah. How are you feeling about that one, Kevin? I literally had no idea what was happening. I just knew that Chubb was still out and I needed someone better. And then my friend told me that uh, Hunt was out too. So that's where I'm at. Fair yeah. enough. And I picked up the other Cleveland running back. Why yeah, did you pick get, up Demetric Felton? He's going to get three carries, and that's it. Eh, you never know. He likes to get a lot of passes. Well, not a lot, but he should get some. Well, I just noticed this. Did Olsen, Olsen picked up Greg Joseph, who's on by this week, for two yeah, lab, and then had to drop him for someone else? Yep, then <laughs> dropped him. Then he picked up Boswell, then he dropped him, and then he picked up Gano. So he went through like three kickers. Well, he picked up Joseph, who was on bye for two webs. Yes. Dropped him for Boswell, who's also on bye. Dropped him for Gano, who's not on bye. <laughs> oh, Olsen. But like, also, why would you ever pick Joseph in the first place? He's a Minnesota kicker. I mean, he scores Fox. points in fantasy, though. <laughs> I guess. That's incredible. This man has the web calculations of a mastermind. So now it's like twenty six wasted wab. This guy, this guy spends money like he's in like thirties Germany. Like this, <laughs> the money has no value. <laughs> wow! As for those of you playing at home with your bingo scorecard, we did already get a nineteen thirties Germany reference in the first twenty minutes of the show from Sam. So there you go. Mark that off. Damn it. Wait, if you bet it, if you bet the over on the half of the 30s German reference, there you go. That's your parlay. There it is. There's your parlay. Oh, boy. There's your early uh, lock of the week. <laughs> no. Lock of the week is late. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the pickups were necessary, but unless anybody has uh, anything crazy I want to talk about, I'm sure we'll, well see them in the also, preview. Well, and he had to drop Jarvis Landry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He previously picked up for 24 WAB. And, and never started. Never played. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about that. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some of these in the preview because these players will get played because there's six teams on by and a ton of injured players. So. Yeah. All right. And with that, we'll get into our guest power rankings, as has become tradition. 
Kevin, give us a little 12 to 1 here. What are we looking at? You want me to start with 12? Okay. Oh, yeah. So, last place, we got auto draft hurts. Mm. Eight. Biggest reason, those points four. It's only a 585 on the season. Um, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not the lowest, but also only having one win doesn't hurt too much. Um, that was honestly the biggest reason why I'm putting him at 12. Um, would have had him one above the next person, mostly because the next team is just awful. You guys have any thoughts on that? Otherwise, I'll jump right into it. I mean, I think Nate's been pretty unlucky. Yeah. Um, I still think his team is you know good when you look at it. Obviously, having Dalvin Cook on by this week doesn't help, but he's got two serviceable running backs this week. Yeah. Um, it's so. like the names look good, too, but Allen Robinson hasn't done anything. Calvin Ridley has done not much either, so. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he loses Tony, who looked like a good pickup, so. Yeah. Not great. So I, I agree with 12, probably, yeah. Yeah, it really just comes down to luck for him. Like, definitely is a solid team otherwise. Um, then at 11, I have myself, Payne. Oh, no. And that's just because I just don't believe the rest of the season. That's, oh. that's my biggest thing. Everyone's getting hurt. And then my wide receivers are very boomer bust, which is definitely the biggest issue. Um, running backs are fine. And then I've kind of just had to, like, play around at quarterback and, like, kicker and defense the past couple weeks. But... That's what I have for myself. Yeah, it's been and Darren Waller hasn't. I feel like I haven't heard much from him since that big week one. Like I, I don't know, I haven't been paying attention that much, but it feels like he just hasn't been doing crazy good like we all expect him to do. Yeah, he's been terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for week one. Except for week, yeah. except for week one. Yeah, take that away. Although I will say. You you do have a chance of beating Brent here this week. Just looking at it, I'll we'll get to that later. But yeah, that's Brent though. <laughs> we know how that works. <laughs> okay. Um, great segue into number eleven or excuse me, eleven, number ten. It's not Brent though. Um, Wait, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great segue though. Oh, segue is <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put Brian with tape ballers there. Whoa. Um, yeah. I know it might be a little controversial, but Brian, your team just sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you have good potential on your herd players, and I guess Deontay Johnson is on by. But it's like looking at it this week, I don't know. I just don't see anything happening. If anything, you only dropped one place, so it's not like it's that big of a change. Mm. But with who he has now, it's just, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, Brian's another one of those teams who's just getting bitten by injuries. Especially to his, like, best players, too. Brian's team has been cursed since, like, last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drafting Christian McCaffrey first overall. McCaffrey, yep. I think I saw somewhere that McCaffrey's only played, like, six games since 2019 or something. That is correct. Yeah. He's played three last year and then three this year. Yeah. So. A lot of pain. Doesn't help. That is a lot of pain. Um, All right. So we'll go to the next place. So we got uh, Tenny Man here. Oh. Yeah. Moving you up a little bit. You got another win, which is great. I forgot who you beat, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I definitely shellacked Michael. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that's why I moved you up. That's right. Um, plus, honestly, like, I feel like your team should be doing better than what it actually is. 
feel like AJ Brown finally gets, I don't know, himself together and actually put up points every single week. Cooper Cup obviously has been good basically every single week. Um, I think honestly the biggest thing is Saquon. Like if you can stay healthy, you got a you got a solid playoff team right there. Yeah. Yeah, give me Saquon. Honestly, I would probably put Wine ahead of Babes for days. I think just looking at Carson's points every week is hard to look at even though he's three and three he definitely shouldn't be um yeah and his team this week is just kind of gross <laughs> even playing against Olsen who's missing like five players there's a lot of gross lineups though we'll see later but That's yeah true. there's a lot of gross lineups this week uh, I feel I feel like I, I agree with Alec I feel base for days should be lower uh, the fact that they're three and three, their points for and points against kind of show that five hundred forty to five hundred ninety oh both alone. <laughs> and this week, um, his projected was like before he put in his players for buy. Granted, he had like three people out, but it was like sixty two points or something. Mm-hmm. And Brian, or not Brian, uh, Olson had like seventy or something, and he had like four players out. So <laughs> it's it's not looking great. But I would I would probably rank Jake higher. I think Jake, I think you deserve it. This is great to hear. It's crazy. I'm moving up. Yeah, yeah, Jake. And this season will be number one, so it doesn't matter. Hell yeah, Hell right yeah. now it doesn't matter where you're at. And I'm like, I might get Jerry Judy after this week. No, I'm Jerry, excited. So you can drop Jerry. some Patrick for me. Yes, I will be dropping him when I get Jerry back. Sweet. No offense, no offense, and Cortland Sutton. I'm gonna take him out back when he gets held. <laughs> mm, no offense, sucks. Oh my god. How dare you? <laughs> well, that's not true. Uh, right, next, next, next. Yeah, next I have Carson Babes for Days here. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't look at points for or points against until this started, and I didn't realize how low his was. I thought Nace was the lowest, which is why I made that comment earlier. So I will agree that maybe they should switch, but for now I'm going to stay true with what I said. What um, number are we at? I don't remember. I lost count. <laughs> is this seven or eight? I think this is seven. Uh, four. Whatever, five minus, 12 minus five is, so yeah. Excellent. That's Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Carson's <laughs> okay. probably got the worst three and three team of all time. Um, yeah, all time. I agree. I mean, I'm three and three, and my points four and points are against our, I think, both over 700. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and his are in the 500s. Yeah. All right. I guess if you take that into account, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if that means anything. If points four really means anything. Even though I just used that. But... Yeah, Is I, Dylan I the worst 5-1 team ever? Oh, good question. He might be. The fraud himself? Yeah. Um... No, I mean, like, the one thing I like about Carson's team is he has Austin Eckler. That's about it. Austin Eckler is quite good. I not this like week, that. he doesn't. Yeah, well, this week doesn't count, I guess. As we'll find out by all these gross lineups. Um, next, we have shooting for teams. Brent, I just don't want to talk about Brent just from past experiences. So, <laughs> if you guys want to talk about him, go for it. Nah, we can move on. Who cares? Okay. Yeah, move on. All I have to say is, nope. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry. There you go. Um, I put Michael, uh, whatever he is, Milwaukee, who knows. Mm. After him getting absolutely shellacked, really? Yeah. I mean, at least he dropped from number four. And he actually has a decent team. Yeah. Yeah. And Kamara's back. 
And again, it's a decent team. I mean, that's five. I'd probably rank them 12. <laughs> Going to throw them down there? I will. I'll change it. Uh, it's I mean, a, it's a, okay. Alvin Kamara on Monday at football against you, Sam? You're not worried? Do I have Marquez Callaway on Monday night? <laughs> point taken. <laughs> yeah, he probably will get one point. That's correct. Touche. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't really have too much to talk about, Michael. Kamara's great. I mean, Herbert's on fire right now, but he's been a stud all season. I feel like Mixon's been actually a lot better than what people have thought, especially since a lot of people just, like, passed on him. I was um, so mad he took him right in front of me. Yeah. Wild. A little unfortunate for you, but that's what he's at. I was big on Joe Mixon. All right. Now, this next one might be a little controversial as well. Um... I'm putting Cursor first with John here. Whoa. Personally, I think he's a lot higher than this, but he's is three and three for a reason. Um, I think like when Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams go on by, that's gonna affect him a little bit. Sure, like he'll get Diggs or Williams back. Which I'm still upset about. That's also another reason why I'm having a little lower. No offense to John. Obviously he didn't know until after the draft, but um, yeah, that's how I feel about him. It's all Alex's fault to be fair. It's true. No, it, it's actually definitely my fault. Yeah, I, was say. I did try to switch the keeper. Um, I think it was like three weeks before the draft. And I, I thought I went through, but I never did. Three weeks. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. I probably didn't hit submit. I so, think it actually doesn't work on the app because I tried to when like um, J.K. Dobbins got hurt, but nothing ever happened until Alec did it. Hmm. That would have been good to know. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I he mean, wouldn't have helped you last week. What? He wouldn't have helped you last week because he scored four points. So there's that. Well, I still would have lost, I think, every week, with even with him on my team. But no, not every week. Two weeks ago, you probably would have won. Yeah. No, I absolutely would. <laughs> I would have beat Brian. <laughs> um, all right. Next, we have extra lamb sauce with Sam. What the hell? <laughs> I accept. John just beat me, and Sam's a game ahead of me. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Yeah, I'm also trying to follow last week's power rankings and not move around too much. All right. You're going with teams. You have a good team, Alec. Not this week. You do. Yeah, that's correct. Unfortunate. I don't know. Sam, you want to talk about your team at all, or you want me to just not? (laughs) Uh, No, go on. No, I don't want to do it. Jake, you can. Uh, his lineup looks pretty poopy this week. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have no offense, so that I should probably be lower. Yeah. No, you should be higher for that. <clears throat> yeah. Jalen Waddle's about to pop off with Tua Tonga Viloga against Atlanta. Tua Tonga Viloga. Oh, careful there. Uh oh. <laughs> Chicken Nuggets? Oh, no. Whoa, whoa, hey. We're going to get banned. <laughs> all right jake um Thank okay you. so third i don't know i feel like not too big of a surprise here we got the white amy's of alec i mean it, you should honestly be, you should be a lot higher than 33 honestly when you look at your team with patrick Mahomes, sure. Eric Hill. i feel like metcalf at some point especially with gino throwing you i feel like it might might do a little bit better than uh any other seahawks receiver which is pretty good Kyle Pitts at some point will go off, and Antonio Brown's always been solid throughout the entire year. And you got James Robinson on by. 
Yeah, the running backs are a bit rough right now. Not going on. I think your team's better than Dylan's. Well, Dylan's team is a fraud, but Sam yeah, and John. Yeah, it's going to be like second on these power rankings. Yeah, I disagree with that. But Sam and John are, I would say, better than me right now. I, w- I would personally Crazy. do as first, but. Over Olsen? I like I like me some Antonio Brown. Oh, That's boy. Fair. All right, <laughs> whatever. No, I, 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 just, I don't think you should be 3-3 three and three on the season. You definitely should be a lot higher than that. Or have oh, a lot and six. Oh, boy. Yeah. That, that's how that's, that's better than 3-3, three and three, right? Well, <laughs> I need to get a win this week, so we'll see. Oh, you're playing the worst team. One of the worst. Oh, so you're no. fine. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, I've been right on every Thursday night game, so I'm right on this. Who's number two? Uh, dealing with hammer time. Okay, I know, like, his wide receivers are questionable. Or not wide receivers, sorry, running backs are questionable. And I totally understand that. But I feel like Dylan just, he knows something about how a player is going to play for some reason that he ends up being really good every year. That is true. Having, I, mean, like, I mean, this year. His opponents have also soft, been pretty crappy. Schedule, though. Hey, that's fair. I mean, like, he has a good challenge this week against John. If he wins, then... I don't know. I'd probably put him at number one, honestly. But oh man, I, I mean, I think Olsen's got a much better team, and he's six and zero. So yeah, well, that's why he's number one right now. It's true. But next week I play him, and just after he loses, he's gonna drop down to ten. So yeah, there we go. Wait, who's to say that Olsen's gonna win this week? I would say that. Oh, yeah. all right, probably. No, yeah, you're right. Oh, but spoiler, spoiler for when we make our picks. Oh no, those are different. <laughs> All right, whatever. A week out. <laughs> oh, All right, does anybody else have any points? I think I think we've. Uh, oh yeah, I, I was I was looking at Carson's team and I just realized that he has the Derek Carr Henry Rugg stack. Nice job, Carson. Oh, that's kind of exciting. That is kind of exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? Yeah. Wow. Against the Eagles now. Against the Eagles, yeah, that lockdown secondary. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so there you go. You heard it here. All right. Well, this really went right. off the rails, but we made it. <laughs> oh. People know our, our our feelings on things, so it's good enough. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears here and move into the matchups for this week. We'll start off with Brent shooting for teams, who is now two and four, versus Kevin Payne, who is also two and four. In the last three years in the regular season, Brent has won both matchups, but in the postseason, Kevin has won both of their matchups. So they're 2-2 two and two overall. Kevin, I'll let you start with who's going to break the tie in your game this week. Yeah, so as you said, by regular season, Brent's going to keep that streak alive and absolutely decimate me and probably win by 30. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I would say Derrick Henry's got a chance to have a pretty good week. So won't disagree with that part of it. Wine, you watched that uh, Monday Night Football game. What do you think about Derrick Henry? 
He's just a beast. It's actually a little annoying, though, for me, as I have Tannehill and A.J. Brown, so, you know, the Titans like to just feed him the ball, but I don't know. He's just absolutely crazy good. He's got 10 touchdowns already, which is just crazy. I also recommend for Brent that he um, switches his lineup a bit. You probably don't want to keep in Justin Jefferson and Kareem Hunt. It's just a suggestion, especially the Kareem Hunt one before tomorrow. Recommended. Recommendation. Yeah, those are some words of wisdom there. You should probably put in at least Josh Jacobs and then might want to pick up a wide receiver to play because he doesn't really have great options. Um, who do you think is going to win this one, Lion? Uh, I'm going to give it to Kevin. Oh. I, I think he can do it. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I don't know. Brent, Brent's depth isn't super – like, I don't know, other than Derek – I guess Robert Woods has a good matchup, but he's been kind of – he had that one really good game two weeks ago, but the, and other than that, though, he's kind of been slow, so we'll see. And, I don't know, Darren Waller against Tunyon. Even though Waller hasn't been good, still, uh, I give the head to Kevin. I think it'll be close. I give Kevin the 1.72-point victory. Incredible. All right, Sam, momentarily break the tie for us here. Uh, I'm going to say that should Robert Woods get the points. Uh, Matt Stafford's going to try to decimate his old team and show him what's what. Uh, should Robert Woods do well and uh, Brent put in a full lineup, I'm going to give Brent the edge. Well, I think I'm going to keep on Brent's side of this. I just feel like Derrick Henry's going to go off against Kansas City, who can't stop anybody on defense, really, especially Derrick Henry. Um, I also think the Baltimore-Cincinnati game will be good for Brent. He's got Hollywood and Joe Burrow in that one. So assuming he fills up his lineup with, you know, Josh Jacobs probably and some wide receiver, um, I think he'll be able to take down Kevin, who's got some tougher matchups and also some players that you wouldn't ideally be playing in your lineup in fantasy. But that's a lot of people this week. So I think, I think Brent will get a close win. Put in uh, T.Y. Hilton, Brent. Uh, I don't know if T.Y. Hilton's going to play this week, but... Do it for the, do it for the yeah. luck. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> we move on to undefeated Hugh Janus, 6-0, against Babes for Days, who's somehow 3-3. Three and three. Uh, In the last three years, the regular season has been 2-1 in favor of Olsen and 3-2 in favor of Olsen overall, including the postseason. Sam... Who's going to be winning this one? Uh, well, I said last week that at some point, every ship that's unsinkable ends up sinking. Um, and you know what? I regret saying that last week because I meant to say it this week. Carson. <laughs> wow. Well, at least you said it with confidence, um, despite maybe not, you know, backing it up. But I like the idea. Uh, Kevin, do you think that uh, Olsen's unsinkable ship might go down this week? Uh, no offense, Sam, but that's you guys say that for a different week. It's not going to happen this week. Um, Olsen's team is just too unstoppable right now, I think. I just realized that no offense sounds like no offense. All right, continue. <laughs> uh, great color no commentary, Sam. Thanks. Um, Wine, who do you think is going to take this one? I think the Aaron Jones and uh, Jonathan Taylor 
combo is going to be too much for Carson. I think those two are going to carry um, Olsen to a, a 7-0 start, oh, and he gets Debo back. Yeah, fair enough. I just I just have a hard time seeing where Carson's going to be scoring points. But Yeah. Uh, do you disagree with that one, Kevin? Do you think uh, Carson can win this one? No. <laughs> Simply put, no. Absolutely no, not. Yeah, fair enough. There's not, yeah. again, not too many points there. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. I think Olsen should be able to win this one, although I wouldn't expect it to be the most impressive win of the year with, you know, Amon Ra, St. Brown. I mm. don't think he'll get his $5 this week. It's unlikely with Amon Both Ra, St. Brown. Both of these teams are... Yeah. Curse of the Uzama in his tight end spot. <laughs> so. Right, getting into the breakdown matchups, we have Wine going to be breaking down the 3-3 three and three Wet Amy's versus the 2-4 and four Tape Ballers. In the last three years of regular season, Wet Amy's are 2-1 and one versus the Tape Ballers and 3-2, and two, including the postseason. Wine, break it down. And that postseason win for you was when you beat him in the championship game two years ago. Wow. Trip down memory lane for you. Great memory. So at the quarterback position, we have Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Uh, I see this as a wash just because both of them have very good matchups. Um, The only concerning thing, I guess, is for Lamar is like they're often scored 30 plus points last week and he only had like 12 fantasy points or something like that. All three different running backs got touchdowns, but I don't expect that to happen again. So I think Lamar is going to bounce back, have a big week. Patrick Mahomes, he might, you know, throw a tip pass off Tyreek again for another interception, but he's always going to be the best quarterback. He's just always a good start. So I I see this as a wash here. Uh, Moving to the running backs, we have Cordero Patterson and Gibby versus J.D. McKissick and Chase Edmonds. Uh, Not the prettiest starting running backs for Brian's team. Uh, It's also interesting that we got Antonio Gibson versus J.D. McKissick. Antonio Gibson's dealing with a shin injury, I think. Something with his foot, I believe. So that's (laughs) for the weddings. You know, close to his foot. (laughs) Down in the foot area. (laughs) <laughs> moving on, moving on. The shin, you know, above the foot. It's it's close enough. Hey, you said you were going to move on. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Cordero Patterson's still been a very incredible pickup for Alex. Probably happy to have him back this week with a low um, depth for running back he has this week. I think him and Edmonds both have very good matchups, so that'll be interesting to see here. I give the slight edge here to Alec. Just because of Cordero Patterson, I think he's going to be the best of these four. Because even if Gibson plays, he probably won't get all the touches. Uh, For wide receivers, we have Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf versus Scary Terry and Jacoby Myers. Will this be the week Jacoby Myers gets his first ever touchdown? Probably not. Probably (laughs) never going to happen. Tyreek Hill has an excellent matchup against Tennessee. DK Metcalf has to go against New Orleans, which could be interesting. He didn't look crazy good with Geno, but none of that offense really did. So that's a bit of a concern. But, I mean, he was the leading target getter 
with Gino, and I think he'll continue to do that as the big fella is. Uh, Scary Terry is going against the Packers, who don't have Jair Alexander, so that's big for him. He could get a big week, so I don't know. I give the edge, though, to Alec here, just because I think Terry Kill and DK Metcalf are definitely better. Like, the Jacoby Myers is the big outlier of this. You got three very good wide receivers in this matchup here, but Jacoby Myers is what's going to hold Brian back in this part. Uh, for tight end, we have Kyle Pitts versus Mike Gesicki. Uh They're going against each other in the actual NFL game. Pretty crazy. Kyle Pitts coming off a of bye week. Before that, he had his kind of welcome to the NFL big, you know, breakout game. And so he hopefully will continue to do that. I hope so. He takes, you know, targets away from Calvin Ridley. <clears throat> that would be nice. But, uh, Yeah. So and of course Kasiki, I mean, that's not a, he's Brian is probably happy that Kittle's on IR because he gets to play Gasicki, who is definitely better than George Kittle. Let's be honest, and probably the best tight end ever. Let's be honest. So I have to give the edge here to Gasicki. Uh, in the flex spot, we have Antonio Brown and Darnell Moody, another actual matchup in the real NFL realm. Uh, Darnell Mooney, I haven't really paid much attention to him, I'll be honest. I just know the Bears have had a pretty poopy offense, so I'm going to give the edge here to Antonio Brown. Uh, kicker and defense, uh, we'll see if uh, Alec picks up a kicker. If not, he's probably going to get outscored in this department, unless Reginald <laughs> does nothing. So we'll see, that'll be interesting, and yeah. Let's go. So I got Alec winning. Uh, I think it won't be that close. I'm sorry, Alec. I know you uh, love to hear that. I just, I don't know. Brian's lineup just eh, doesn't look very good. I'm sorry. I hate everything about this. (laughs) But I'm sure Brian would be telling me that I uh, should not be feeling bad about myself um, based on what has happened to his team this year and last year, which is fair. Um, I just know last week it was Leonard Fournette that did me in. This week I feel like it's going to be J.D. McKissick or Jacoby Myers or something like that. Just getting fed against a an easy matchup and something bad happening. And we also have more cues in our lineups than a game of 20 questions. So that's kind of worrisome for two teams that are already kind of banged up. But yeah. Uh, who do you have winning this one, Sam? Uh, well, you're not going to like this, uh, just because I believe, like Jake said, that your wide receivers are superior to Brian's this week. I mean, Kansas City, even if they're down or they're up, like Tyreek Hill's either going to get a lot of targets or Patrick Mahomes is going to eat it up there, which means the stack is going to do pretty well against that Tennessee secondary, I think. Um, only worry I have is that word on the street is that Antonio Gibson's foot fused <laughs> with his shin last week. So hopefully that gets fixed. But besides that, should you pick up a kicker, I will give you the edge. Alec, you're winning this week. Oh, boy. Kevin, give me some good news here. Go the other way. <laughs> yeah, so one good thing I think is, is that I think uh, – Jacoby Myers will get his first touchdown reception this week. But 
Alec, it, it really sucks when everyone picks your team. But I'm going to have to continue that and pick your team. <laughs> um, doesn't feel great, I know. But I think it's with all good reason as well. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing I'm looking at is like tight end right now. I'm very curious how Kyle Pitts is going to do after having, oh, first, like what Jake said, welcome to the NFL week and going on by and then coming back against Miami. So pretty excited to see that. Um, again, what Sam said, just pick up a kicker. I think you'll easily win this matchup. Well, it's not going to be a clean sweep because I'm not going to pick myself. I hate my running back situation this week. I would love to pick up a kicker, but I need to have at least two running backs that are actually playing and kind of need to wait and see on what's up with with poor Gibby and his shin-foot combo that he's having, I guess. Um, so until I know more about that, I'm not feeling great about this week. I just feel like something's going to go wrong. And no matter how many points I score, Brian will just score a few more. Um, just a bad feeling. But, yeah, no McCaffrey, no Kittle. I don't know why he has Jeff Wilson, but you do you. <laughs> I don't think Wilson's going to be back for another few weeks still, but maybe he'll be good when he does come back, I guess. Playoff running back? I don't know. He's making an all-reserve team. <laughs> all right, here we go. Into the second breakdown, we have 5-1 and one hammer time. Surprise myself when I say that. Uh, <laughs> curse of first at 3-3. Three and three. <laughs> Uh, in the last three years, Dylan has won two out of the three regular season, but the postseason, as we know, has been all curse of first. Two championship appearances, two championship victories over Dylan. That's why this is a heated rivalry. Sam, what do you have for us? All right, this is my unbiased opinion as we head into these player matchups. Uh, Kyler Murray versus Houston and Aaron Rodgers versus Washington. Only reason I would take Aaron Rodgers uh, between these two is because I feel uh, the Cardinals are going to get up kind of early in this game, um, and you'll see less throwing from Kyler Murray than you might with Aaron Rodgers against Washington. Not saying Heineke is good, but I feel that the defense um, in Washington is more, uh, I guess, better than the Houston defense. I can say that as a matter of fact. Um Going to the running backs, I I like Leonard Fournette. Um, uh, Mike Davis is kind of a wash with Elijah Mitchell. Um, but, I mean, Damian Harris had a good week last week, so we'll see if he can keep that up versus the Jets. Um, but I'll give the slight edge to John's running backs just because Leonard Fournette is more of a household name than Damian Harris right now. Uh, and then now we have the... Um, Cardinals wide receivers uh, alongside uh, Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase. So uh, I'd give the edge for DeAndre Hopkins over A.J. Green. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, as we all know, is pretty good, and he's going against uh, his old team, Houston. Uh, so there might be some revenge points in there somewhere. Uh, and I I think the Cincinnati-Baltimore game is going to be high scoring, but I will give the edge to Devontae Adams just because it also gives – John, the stack. Uh, I know that DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray will be a stack, but I feel the Adams at Rodgers is more potent. Going towards the tight ends, I will give Travis Kelsey the edge here. Uh, I picked Alec to win for a reason. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and that Tennessee secondary 
Uh, I think Kelsey can also get a decent amount of points, uh, even though both of these tight ends will probably see high-scoring games. Going into the flex, we have Brandon Cooks versus Michael Pittman. It's kind of a wash. Uh, Dylan offered me Brandon Cooks for Miles Sanders again uh, over the past weekend, uh, but that didn't work out. Um, but now we have, for kickers, we have Butker versus Nge. Uh Between these two, uh, I will give... Um, Ah, wow. Now that I'm looking at these, I feel both of these kickers are kind of a wash just because both of these are going to be... LA is either going to be scoring a lot uh, against Detroit and uh, Kansas City could be high scoring, so it might... They're kickers, who cares? All right, so moving on to the defenses. We have... The defense, who cares? All right, uh, overall, we're, we're looking at the rest of the players because the last two don't matter. Uh, and I, I said that I'd give um, John's players, most of these players, I give them the edge, uh, which means, de facto, John will win this week. Congratulations, John, over 500. Wow, big congratulations. Uh, it seems like Wine's got some strong takes on which players do and don't matter, so who's going to win this one then, Wine? <laughs> uh, Dylan, because he always finds a way. Somehow, John, John's going to have his worst week this week just because Dylan's playing him. And then Dylan's going to barely win with a low point output and be 6-1. and one. I can see it happening. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But, uh, Kevin, do you see that happening? Actually, I kind of I can kind of see it happening as well. Um, but the biggest issue I see besides running back for Dylan um, is Murray likes to sh- uh, – Throw the ball around to like all the receivers um, in Arizona, and they're also getting Zach Ertz over there now, so it'll be another mouth to feed. Um, but I can I can kind of see the Murray and Hopkins stack going off a little bit more this week than the Rogers and Adam. I think that alone will decide it in Dylan's uh, favor. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I think the biggest thing is that John's missing Diggs and Williams. Uh, right after Diggs finally had a, his first really big game of the season, and Williams coming off a slow week probably would have had a better week. So I think that's what's going to do with John in this week. I think Dylan will be able to win just because somehow he gets, you know, half of his matchups end up being easy, and he'll, you know, score 115 points. His opponent just won't won't get there this week. So, yeah, I'll take John. The fraud continues. All right, we move into the second-to-last preview of the week. We have Kevin breaking down auto-draft Hurts at 1-5 versus Tendyman at 2-4. and four. In the last three years, these former division rivals um, have played five times in the regular season. Wine has won four of them, although Nate has won their only postseason match. Kevin, how's this going to go down? Yeah, so this this matchup is very interesting because it's the battle of the two bottom in our in our league. So we'll see who stays down at the bottom and who can move up. Um, starting with quarterback though, we got Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts. Um, Tannehill against the Chiefs. I feel like this is going to be a shootout, which is it's great. Um, probably throw a few touchdowns, maybe run one in because he likes to run now. Apparently, I didn't really realize that. Um, Same for Jalen Hurts though. He's Going against is it the Raiders. Yeah, it is the Raiders. Which, honestly, I, I don't know what the Raiders are this year. Um, 
I have absolutely no idea. So for all I know, Hertz could put up 30 or put up six. That's how I feel about that. I probably will give the edge to Tannehill uh, just because the Chiefs and Titans are definitely going to be a shootout. Um, so probably a little bit more points scored there. Um, looking at running backs, you got Henderson and Felton um, for Jake's team and then Booker and Carter for Nate's team. Honestly, I don't know where you guys found these running backs except for Henderson because at this point they're kind of just second and third options, I feel like. I again, let's take one comes back and then Booker's definitely a solid option for Nate there. Um, but I'll give the edge to Henderson over Booker and then definitely Carter over Felton unless for some reason the Browns other running back gets hurt as well, which would not surprise me at this point. Um, could definitely see that happening. Um, but looking at wide receivers, Cooper Cup and AJ Brown against DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley. Kind of exciting between these four players right here. All of them have kind of been Pretty good. I mean, A.J. Brown and Calvin Ridley definitely have been just okay. Maybe they'll find stride this week. I mean, A.J. Brown did pretty good second half last week against the Bills. And you can definitely see that continuing this week, um, especially against the Chiefs and having that Tannehill and A.J. Brown stack. Probably will put up a lot of points right there. Um, Calvin Ridley coming off the bye. We'll see how that goes. Um, but between them, I'm going to give Cup the edge over Moore and probably Ridley over Brown. I think I just think that coming off the bye is going to have a, a good week. Um, moving on to tight end, I didn't even know who, whatever this guy's name is, Seals Jones. I didn't even know he was a player until today. Um, so for that alone, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about him. We're just going to look at Hawkinson, who hasn't have like didn't have the best couple weeks, I believe. I think it was like the last four weeks actually they didn't do the best. Um, beginning of the season though. I can see that coming back around, especially against the Rams. Oh, never mind, it's the Rams. Who's Seals Jones? I think he's the guy to pick now, actually. I don't think Detroit's going to do anything against the Rams. I think they just they own Detroit, so we're going to go Seals Jones over that. Yeah, Ricky. <laughs> um, flex option is kind of interesting. So you got Ayuk and uh, Allen Robinson. Now, I don't really know what to say about either of these two. Like, are they going to find some anywhere some position in the offense or are they just going to kind of put up mediocre numbers all season um i mean i don't know alan robinson would probably give him uh you know what no we're gonna Ayuk's gonna have a breakout game screw it we're going with that alan robinson with justin fields i dropped fields for a reason he's not gonna throw it to him he's not gonna throw it to mooney um so i'm definitely gonna give that one to Ayuk, and i feel like Apparently, Jake doesn't care about kickers, so I'm not going to talk about that. And defense. Oh, yeah. Looking at kickers, just say really quick, Prater's been solid all season, and then Rams defense against Detroit's definitely a better one to go with. So, overall, even though I kind of sided with Jake, no, nah, Jake's going to win. The only issue is the running back of Felton. We'll have to see what he does. Only projected three points this week. I think that's going to be the biggest thing, though. Um, cause him to lose, but if he actually gets some touches and gets some receptions, I can definitely see Jake pulling out the pulling out a win here. All right, that was a decisive ending. I like it. Wine, you're in this one. How you feeling? I don't feel the greatest. I really want um, either Saquon or Damian Williams to come back in this game. That's kind of why I'm hesitant to play both Tim Patrick and Felton tomorrow night. So for now, I'm just going to keep Felton in and Ayuk, and I'm hoping maybe to switch it up in the flex. But we'll see. 
Um, after, you know, losing by 80 points, said I'd never pick myself again. And I'm going to stake with that. So, Nate, congratulations on your win. You're going to beat me, and I will be at the bottom of the league. Well, sad, but um, Sam, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, after hearing Alex's, uh, Alec is uh, very sad uh, for Jake, I will kind of boost Jake's spirits a little bit by saying that I think Tannehill and A.J. Brown, the combo is back. I was going to say that uh, Demetric Felton is kind of the key to the win, uh, but Kevin already said that, so I'll say something else. I was looking at the kickers and the defenses, and those are very key, uh, like Jake says. And combined, his kicker and defense are projected to win by .25 over his kicker and defense. So I'm giving you the win, Jake. Wow, that's confidence right there. Um, Mm. I would like to think that this will be the week Tannehill and A.J. Brown really bust out in a good matchup, but until they can overpower Derrick Henry, I'm just not going to pick it. I think Derrick Henry's going to be able to run wild even if the Chiefs try to stop him. I think Calvin Ridley's the most important player in this matchup, and he's definitely due, probably overdue for a big game. If I was wine, that's what I'd be worried about of all the players on Nate's team, just to have a monster performance, um, especially if the Miami cornerbacks are still out. I think Calvin Ridley could go off. So I'd be worried about that if I was him. Um, but I will pick wine because I think he, uh, he's got better wide receivers overall, I think. And Ridley hasn't done anything yet this year. And Allen Robinson has also been terrible. And Hawkinson has been bad as well. So despite having big names, I think Nate's going to continue to struggle to put up big points. Um, and Wine's been able to put up some pretty solid numbers recently. So I'll give Wine a slight edge, but probably my least confident matchup of the week. All right, we move into the final preview of the week. We have perhaps the most heated rivalry in all of sports, and maybe ever, the 3-3 three and three Milwaukee Unos versus the 4-2 and two Extra Lamb Sauce. Despite not playing the postseason the last three years, this team, or these teams have gone 3-2 and two with Michael taking the slight edge in the regular season. Um, for this week, starting with the quarterbacks, Michael is down one Justin Herbert, having a great sophomore season. So I think um, he's got Matt Ryan in to fill in in a solid matchup. And Matt Ryan's actually had a couple good games in a row, so I look for him to continue that with a solid performance, but probably not great. I think Tom Brady against Chicago should be able to to pass the ball quite well, as he normally does. Um, He shouldn't probably be turning the ball over against Chicago at home, so I think Tom Brady has the edge here. Um, moving on to the running backs, we have Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard for Sam, which is not ideal, especially when you look at the other side. It's Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift. And even in the flex spot, Alvin Kamara. Those sound a lot better as a threesome running backs, even with quite tough matchups this week. Um, I think they'll get the ball a lot, especially Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara. And when they get the ball, they'll be able to you know make people miss and score fantasy points, whereas... Sanders has been super inconsistent. They haven't run the ball much. Uh, Chuba's been good, but he's not Christian McCaffrey good. So it's going to be hard to make up points at the running back for Sam. I think Michael will take the win here. But at wide receiver, where Michael has struggled a lot this year, Sam's got Cortland Sutton and Jalen Waddle both coming off big games and with pretty good matchups. Cortland Sutton's got Cleveland on Thursday night, and Jalen Waddle's got Atlanta on Sunday. 
Um, so I think Sam will definitely win here over Chris Godwin and um, T. Higgins. So chalk that up as a win for Sam. And then at the tight end position, we have the eternal Noah Fant versus mm. some scrub named Higby who's been True. really bad for a few weeks now, whereas Noah Fant has gone every other week being stud and dud. Unfortunately, he's due for a dud this week. So if you believe huh? in patterns, no. he won't do great. But Cortland Sutton can make up where Noah Fant is struggling. So I think those two combined should be pretty solid on Thursday night. I will say that Noah Fant has a pretty good chance of outscoring Higby just because Higby has barely gotten yards at all in the last few weeks. And his targets seem to be pretty pretty short routes. Um, at flex, it's Marquez Callaway on the same team as Alvin Kamara. Um, Alvin Kamara would probably outscore Marquez Callaway by 20 here most weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Sam has a slight disadvantage in the flex <laughs> spot. If he can manage to win there at Callaway over Kamara, then I definitely would think Sam will win this matchup because that's, that's a huge upset there if he can win at that position. Kicker defense, nobody cares. doesn't matter. Um <laughs> All that being said, uh, it's close, but I think since Tom Brady, I have outscoring Matt Ryan, I'm going to give it to Sam slightly. As long as he can stay competitive at the running back position, I think he'll be able to take it down elsewhere. So I'm going to give Sam a 5-2 and two and Michael under 500. Sam, do you agree or disagree? Well, I start out when I... Like... Uh, how I always do with Michael by saying he doesn't really have a postseason record because he is not good enough to be <laughs> in the postseason. But now we, I digress. So now, like Alex said, uh, the running backs scary. Um, I think uh, Michael's going to be pretty dominant there. I'm hoping that uh, Jalen Waddle by the end of this weekend gets to answer the question: Hey, you ever have your toes sucked? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All the real ones know what that means. John Watson. Anyways, going on to the eternal Noah fans. I think uh, tight T shocks. All right. So, anyways, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. I think uh, mm, fans is gonna do mm, awesome. So, but overall, I think uh, Michael's uh, gonna do really well this week. Uh, so, with that in mind, I'm picking me. <laughs> Uh, someone once asked sam what he would do if he didn't pick himself to win and sam replied i guess we'll never know (laughs) kevin who do you have winning this one michael or sam yeah i mean looking at this michael's team is just unbelievably good i mean matt ryan so much better than tom brady running back not even a question by the teamers (laughs) Like, what's the point of even comparing them? I mean, maybe a tight end, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Flex, sorry, kicker, doesn't matter. Defense doesn't matter. They're still better. Either way, I'm I'm still going to pick Sam because <laughs> yeah. it's just it's going to work out like that. That's I just see it this week. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, Wine, finish us off here. Well, I went against Mike last week, and I learned that he just absolutely sucks ass. <laughs> Dude is never going to win again. I don't think he knows how to play this fantasy game. He has Elvin Kamara in the flex. Like, dude, that's not a flex. Don't. And he's starting running back. Like, even though Michael has definitely the much better team this week, Sam's got the win. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just want to say, like, if you put... I mean, Alvin, you know. Yeah, you know. Alvin <laughs> in the flex, I think you get less points in that position. So Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. That was a good way to finish off the preview. Suck it, Mike. <laughs> All right. We'll get into the locks of the week. Definitely stay tuned for after this because we're doing a new segment. But uh, I'll leave that as a tease to listen to the locks of the week here. Recapping last week, I had the Cowboys minus four. Somehow they pulled it off in overtime and beat the Patriots by a touchdown. My Chargers Moneyline upset was a disaster against the Ravens. They were awful. Um, Wine also picked up his lock of the week with the Cardinals plus three. That was an easy one. And Wine, to top that, had Jags plus three and a half as his upset. They won outright in jolly old London. Um, And then Nate had his lock of the week. Rams minus nine and a half. That was a big winner as well. And then his upset was the Seahawks Moneyline. That one didn't quite hit, but they went to overtime, so that's pretty good. Sam's first part of his lock of the week was Kenneth Gainwell over 13 and a half rushing yards. He didn't have any, so that didn't hit. He also had Chargers Ravens as the highest scoring game. That didn't hit. And he had John Gloats over 0.5. That didn't hit. And he had the Brent cover minus 105 and that also, or minus 205 and Brent lost. Um, So, you know, there's a, Good room for improvement, Sam, if you want to start us off here with your lock of the week. Well, you know, I mean, last week, I guess, like Alec just put it, it went okay. Uh, <laughs> but if we're uh, looking at past uh, weeks, you know, you have to learn from what you've done in the past to kind of... Which would also be wrong. Um, <laughs> I think Jake is... Uh, uh, lagging. I think you meant to say that for something else. But anyways, um, like I said, you learn from your mistakes. So I'll do something different this week. Instead of going on the over, I'm going on the under. Case Keenum, under 221.5 passing yards. That's minus 110. That is a lock. Now, I said that I learned. I didn't learn everything. So you can do a parlay if you'd like. And in this parlay, you would do the winning margin of Eagles versus Raiders is one through six points. That's plus 150 and also a guarantee Charles Barkley style. Oh, but in no. the style, as in, you're going to get it. Now, I have Darnell Mooney over four and a half receptions. And you'd be like, Sam, Darnell Mooney has not gotten five receptions for like the past three weeks. And I would respond to you saying, don't be a narc. You can do it, and it'll be plus 115. Plus 115 because it's such good odds. Now, we're going to a spread for the last one. Titans versus Kansas City. I said it was going to be a high-scoring game. I also think it's going to be close. I will take that 5.5-point cushion on the Titans uh, as a plus. So I will take the Titans uh, plus 5.5 for the spread. That's minus 110. Overall, Pretty good monies. Oh boy! All right. Um, yeah, I guess some of those sound okay. What? I'm, I'm gonna leave that how it is. All right. You're putting a parlay on a game to be decided by less than six points. I I didn't say you had to. I'm just saying that it's a possibility. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Wine, you're you're undefeated on your lock of the week. What's gonna happen this week? 
Yeah, so I was going to say, for our listeners, you've probably learned, don't listen to what Sam's advice is. And do listen to mine, as I have gotten it right every week. And I will continue to with my lock of the week being Carolina Panthers minus three versus the Giants. Now the Panthers have lost three in a row, but they still have a very good defense. They're giving they're getting Stefan Gilmore, I believe, this week. And the Giants right now are just they're they're a disaster. They're injured and they're just not very good. So I think this is a pretty easy one. Carolina minus three. Yeah, I like that one a lot more. Wait, I just I just want to say that um, if you're comparing mine and Jake's, I think that's a little unfair. If you did all of mine and you got them right, there would be much more money than Jake's and you got them right. But you won't get yours right because you're yeah, never but, all right. Well, that's that that's the factor that you take out. Once you take that factor <laughs> out, then it, then it's even. All right, I will I will say that if you do hit all of yours, Sam, you would be making a lot more money. I think it's like if you put in a dollar, it's like five million dollars. Not true. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin, what's your lock of the week? Um, yeah, it's gonna be a spread. Um, I think the Packers are by eight point five. I think they're definitely gonna cover that over the the Washington football team very easily. Aaron Rodgers is gonna dominate that. They're gonna be up by at least two touchdowns with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So. Easy one to pick. I also like that one. Um, for my lock of the week, I'm actually going to go with an over-under. I'm going to go Colts versus 49ers, Sunday Night Football, over 44. Seems like kind of a low number here. I feel like the Colts, not the best defense, but the offense should be able to score on the 49ers defense at least a little bit. And, you know, if both teams score 20 points, you know, add a touchdown to that and you're fine. Um, I do like one part of Sam's parlay if you can call it that titans plus five and a half for an upset although if you're gonna pick titans plus five and a half i don't mind picking the money line at plus 210 i think the titans should be a lot closer than plus five and a half here and i think there's value on the money line even coming off a big emotional win over the bills i think the titans should be able to control the ball and honestly probably get more stops than the chiefs defense will so i think titans plus 210 is my upset so what is what is a money line Moneyline just means you're picking the team to win. Oh. So Titans to win is plus 210, meaning bet $100, you'll win $210 if they do it. Wow. Okay. So to my listeners out there, you add that to the parlay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think you're allowed to parlay money lines with spreads because they're too correlated. All right. Um, So you just just bet that one separate and just bet more. There you go. Uh, You could do that. I think most books right. don't allow you to correlate bets like that, but I could be wrong. Um, all right, good locks of the week. All right, the final segment for this week. We couldn't have Kevin on without you know bringing up a new segment based on the name of his team. So we're going to call this segment Pain, and we're going to talk about the most painful losses that people have suffered in league history. My criteria sort of for these losses is either... A player got super close to winning and didn't, or somebody came back and just barely beat somebody. So there's an element of closeness and an element of comeback or close to comeback, I would say. Um, And I also excluded championship games because we've already talked about those when we ranked them. So I tried to focus more on regular season and 
maybe early playoffs for the ones that I picked. But since Kevin's here, we'll start it off with week seven, 2020. <laughs> I was playing against Kevin. The final score was 115.92 to 115.02 in my favor. Uh-huh. I call this one the Russell Wilson game. Kevin needed a whole lot of points to beat me, and he was off to a great start at, in the first half, including a bomb to lock it, I think, to end the first half. There was a touchdown. Um, Kevin is able to take the lead, and the game goes into overtime. Russell Wilson, trying to drive into field goal range to win the game in overtime, then throws an interception. Kevin had already passed me, but then he goes below me. Cardinals go down the field, kick a field goal. And Kevin loses by 0.9 points after he already passed me. How's that one feel, Kev? Yeah, it, it tastes great, man. I I can remember that night so well. Just watching the. I was like, it was Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was or Sunday yeah. night. Sunday. Was it Sunday night. Whatever. One of the two. It was some night game. Yeah. I was ready to just like be done, and then you know Wilson actually played well. I'm like, oh my god, there's a chance. Overtime hits, they're, like, perfect. That's all I needed. Just needed, like, a few more yards, and the interception happened, and I think I turned off my phone, the TV, and just went to bed after that and just didn't wake up for a couple hours. So it was great. Yeah, I remember watching that one and just the entire chat. We were all just going crazy. Like, that was just such a (laughs) a brutal game for you, Kevin. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It was sad to watch. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, since we're already in the depths of pain for Kevin, we might as well add on. The week <laughs> directly after that, Kevin loses by .12 points to Olsen. Another, wow. another late week game. It was Monday Night Football. Tom Brady needed, I think, like 19.3 points, and he got like 19.42 we were all thinking if Tom Brady somehow goes, you know, two yards backwards on each kneel down, then somehow Kevin will win. But he only went one yard on each kneel down, and Kevin loses by point one two back to back weeks, losing by a margin of a combined one point zero four points. Yikes! I forgot about that. That is that is horrible to hear. I don't remember that game. I'm not gonna lie. Glad you stuck around with us in the league, Kevin. That'd be pretty painful to suffer. Yeah, I know. It's not like it would ever happen again after last season, right? Oh, there's no way you could have any more painful losses. Well, I mean, would this be a good time to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> this year, Kevin, all he needs is Darren Waller to get like a catch in the fourth quarter. Uh, yep. Brian. Uh, and I remember specifically, Alec texts into the chat. He goes, well... There's no way Darren Waller doesn't catch more, at least one more. And I mean, they do go his way, but one of them doesn't make it to him. Uh, one of them, he also got a taunting call. I mean, that's not like negative points, but maybe set the tone. Uh, and then one just goes into his hands out just as fast. So that was uh, kind of a bummer this year for Kevin. Yeah, I think I also mentioned something about there's no way this ends in, like, disaster for Kevin or Brian. Um, I got the quote and said, oh, boy, no way Kevin's game ends in heartbreak. (laughs) 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 Which I responded to, don't talk. And that's I remember snapping Kevin after that third quarter touchdown. I was like, congrats, Kevin, you're going to win. Oh, no. 
Oh, you. That is so mean. I mean, that, that's just karma for what I did to Jake earlier in the year, so that's fine. That is true. That was mean. <laughs> that's well, funny. An actual segue this time was Brian. Last year, week 9, 2020, Sam beats Brian 134.8 to 133.7. Oh, uh, Brian was not happy after this one because it was Drew Locke's best game of his career, dropping nearly 30 <laughs> points, along with huge games also, I think, from uh, at least Dalvin Cook, who had another one, and yeah. then I think Christian Kirk, who Sam played only one time that year, and he had like 20 points. Oh, yeah. Um, the rest of Sam's team was actually pretty bad, but those three players dropped like 100 points. Um, and Drew Locke so. was often garbage time it yeah. was in garbage time yeah I, so. I was watching that game and i saw the first two and a half quarters and i said why am i still watching drew Locke has gotten like three points there's no way he's gonna do anything and then he just keeps tossing it up there and then he runs a touchdown in and that's when i knew it was my time to shine that week <laughs> only he was back all right, another one from week 20. Seems like there's a lot of them. But in week four, Michael beat Nate by a margin of 0. .02 points. Whoa. Uh, yeah, no. neither of them had the best of weeks, but Nate had zero points combined from Calvin Ridley and Michael Thomas and lost by 0. .02. It came down to Monday night. I think it was Julio Jones versus... Aaron Jones, so the Joneses, and Nate needed to outscore him by 18 point, like 5-2, and he outscored him by 18.5, something crazy like that. Oh my god. Wow. So yeah, the thinnest of margins possible, point zero two points. Literally the closest possible game without it being a tie. That's, I completely forgot about that, but now I, they mentioned I remember. Yeah. Just being like, look at the score, like, are you serious? Like point zero two. The possibility of that is just insane. It's like half a passing yard. I would, I mean, if that was me and I lost, oh, I would have been so mad. <laughs> God. Oh. All right, now we move back to 2019. This one is another close one. It's week 10. Sam loses to John by a single point, thanks to a Monday night miracle from the Seahawks defense, dropping 20 points. They needed a full 20 to beat Sam, and that's exactly what they did. Not sure if you remember that one, Sam, but... You are you are unearthing all the trauma <laughs> that I've decided to bury deep down. Um, I do remember that, actually, a little bit, just because I kept seeing the Seattle defense get, like, sacks and turnovers, and I was like, it's going to happen. I, I, I just had a feeling, like, after the defense just keeps going... Uh, and it, it was enough. I was, I was not very happy about that one. Yeah, that's definitely sad. I, looking and doing my research, I actually found a lot of close games between Sam and other people. It seemed like there was at least one a year that he had had. Um, and they didn't all go the best for Sam. But here's a bright spot for Sam. This one, it may have been the most heartbreaking regular season loss I can remember that I took in 2018, week six. <laughs> I was up 24 and like a half points going up against Devontae Adams, who had to yeah. play against the Niners, and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams light me up the entire game, ending yeah. with a game-winning touchdown, 38 yards to Devontae Adams to beat me by five points when Sam was losing before that play. 
Oh my god. So yeah, Adams ended with 30 points, and I lost. And that was horrible to watch. I was going in thinking, like, I got a pretty good chance. Like, unlikely he goes for 25, but that was what he did. Good. That was my only highlight of the season. Echo Sam. <laughs> and then I have one more that I found all the way back in 2016. Another Sam one, actually. Week 13, oh, no. Sam loses by .3 points on an Adam Vinatieri extra point late in the third quarter of a Monday Night Football blowout. I think it was Brent that beat him. Um, so, yeah, the, the Colts beat the Jets 41-10, to 10, but it was the third quarter extra point that beat Sam, and he didn't score any points after that. So, doubt that felt good to lose by point three. So, I think, I think I'm over that one uh, five years later. <laughs> five years later? Yeah. <laughs> I have one from last year, 2020, week one. Mm. Me against you, Alec. Monday Night Football, I had rookie Jerry Judy against A.J. Brown. Uh, I don't remember exactly who needed what, but basically in the fourth quarter, last drive of the game, A.J. Brown catches on third down, and he like falls down but then gets back up. And then gets a few extra yards. Those extra yards give Alec the win. But then the coach, even though it's fourth down, no matter what, you get the ball back, you win. Challenges it. They see he was down, so they put A.J. Brown back the few couple yards, which gives me the lead, and I win by whatever, point, few points. But I remember watching that, like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was watching, it was right at the end. I was like, oh, my God, I might actually win because I did not feel good coming into that game. Because A.J. Brown did not have a good game, I remember. It was just painful. Yeah, that was sad. painful for you. I mean, I was, I was, you know, I had hit me like, oh, my God, I lost. And then he challenged it. And I was like, why would he ever do that? But thank you. <laughs> yeah. Later, I gave Kevin a taste of that medicine, but that was not a good way to start the season. Well, yeah, I actually found one. Oh. Live. Um. This is before I was even close to joining the league. Whoa. But you go to the 2014 season. So I think it was your guys' first year, right? Yep. You go to week two. Um, I have no idea who wonton bombers are. Oh, it's Nate. Um, against <laughs> Dylan. They had a margin of point two with uh, Dylan winning. Yeah, I think I did see that one, but then I accidentally clicked away before I could write down like how it ended, but... No, I cannot tell you. Uh, I wasn't even in the league. Actually, Wonton Bombers. Back when Tony was in the league. Oh, boy. Tony, oh, that would have been a good one. I think it was he had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, and John had, like, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson in a playoff game, and that one was back and forth. That ended up in, in heartbreak for Tony, I think. But I remember that being a really good game in the Super Cam. Second, Vengeance, as he is known, Vengeance. also Super Cam. Yeah, him and Kevin are big Panther fans. Oh, true. Yeah, he's the best, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. We just said the name Jordy Nelson. Yeah, what a blast. Hey, he's coming back. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, Antonio Gates. Trey Mason. Jamal Charles. That's Jeremy Hill. <laughs> oh, Tariq Cohen. All right, so this is mine. Oh, oh here we no. go. Oh, oh yeah. no. One, one last uh, one to finish us off, Sam. 
Yeah, so we were, Alec and I were talking uh, uh, before Jake joined because he was having Zoom problems um, because he was in space. Um, for those of you who are just listening, that makes no sense. But anyway, uh, so a couple of years ago, uh, I of course, I'm not doing well. That's usually something that happens for me uh, throughout the year. Uh, but it was me and Jake, and Jake needed only a couple of points. How many points was it, Jake? To, like two? It was like yeah, three or something one. like that, yeah. Three, yeah, three to win. So uh, Jake is being his civil self going, oh, I'm going to kick your ass uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> Chicago's going to fucking run all over uh, with Tariq Cohen. So I'm, I'm going into this game like, you know what, I'll just watch this game for fun. And as the game progressed, I realized that Tariq Cohen still only had like 1.2 or something. Mm. Um, and eventually Tariq Cohen runs again. And Jake's like, oh, suck it, suck it, I won. I got that text from him uh, that's documented somewhere on my phone. And then uh, we looked again, and it turned out he ran for a loss afterwards, uh, which meant that he, he uh, Jake actually went down again. So I, I won by a slight margin, uh, and that was enough uh, fuel to keep me going for the rest of that year. I think I was still in high school, but... Uh, that's kind of yeah i I actually recall it was our freshman year of college so it was the the espn year so we don't have the records of it yeah but it was a last second lateral play where they lateraled the ball to Tariq cohen and he went forward but that doesn't count for fantasy yards so it gave him the yards and then i was i think texting you sam that it was going to go back down even though you know wine had celebrated so I was watching the game, and I knew it would go down. And then they took the points off, and wine was sad. I was so sad. That's... I was so confident going to that game that I was going to win. Like, usually I don't feel confident. I was feeling confident. Oh, As Sam had said, I was talking shit all day. Yeah. <laughs> you was feeling it that day. And then, of course, I thought I won. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Oh, that's, that's, that's the beginning of uh, Jake's confidence for winning woes. Mm-hmm. True. All right. Well, that's probably a good spot to to finish it off. Unless anybody has any last second pain. Oh, I have one uh, this week when I beat Michael by uh, four hundred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that a lock of the week? <laughs> yeah. If you want to take the spread on that, that's actually minus four hundred. So that would make it uh, two hundred to one uh, if you put in a dollar. That's, what? that's not it. Okay. All right. That's enough. Try <laughs> that. Ha, ha, ha.